Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 33 to 37. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Jesus was shoved into the room by one of his guard, one of the guards. If you looked at Jesus' face, he appeared tired. For most of the night, the chief priest of Caiaphas and had asked question upon question upon question. He had been up all night, and frankly, he was not in the mood to have to do the same thing over again with yet another leader, much less this particular leader. Jesus so wanted to sit down, but the two guards that stood by his side would not allow it. He even wanted to let out a sigh of exasperation, but he knew that if he did that, he would see blows to the heads by the guards. A door at the back of the room opened, and it revealed a stout man wearing the standard toga. It was Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea, and he had and carried this disinterested look on his face. Pilate had a reputation that went before him. He was considered one of the most brutal governors in all of the empire. He had already been recalled to Rome because his rule was so callous and so brutal. There was even talk that he might be recalled again because the problems had not changed. Leave me, he said to the guards as he waved his hand. They nodded and they walked to the side door and saw themselves out. Pilate looked at Jesus up and down with a sneer. So, he said, are you the king of the Jews? His words dripped with sarcasm. Jesus looked back at Pilate with a knowing glance. Are you saying this on your own, or did others tell you about tell you this about me? 
Jesus said this in a calm voice, which seemed so incredibly out of place to the situation that he found himself in. A frown appeared on, Judas, on, on Pilate's face. Do I look like a Jew, he spat. Your people and your high priest turned you over to me. What did you do? Jesus replied calmly that his kingdom is not like everything you see that is here in the rooms, all the trappings of Roman power. I am not the world's kind of king, Jesus replied. By now, Pilate was growing impatient. He did not have time for these games. Are you a king or not, he demanded. You tell me, Jesus shrugged. Because I am king, I was born and entered the world so that I could witness to the truth. And everyone who cares for the truth, who has any feeling for the truth, recognizes my voice. So welcome to Christ the King Sunday. It's also called Reign of Christ. This is the last Sunday in the church year. Next Sunday is the first Sunday in Advent. One thing that you may not know about this Sunday is that it is a recent holy day. It is only about a century old. It was created in 1925 by Pope Pius XI. Now, the Pope was living in a very interesting time. This was just in the aftermath of World War I, probably at that point the greatest war that, that the world had ever seen. He could look to the east and look towards Russia and could see the new Soviet Union, this communist nation where the state controlled everything. And then he could look around himself, around all of Vatican City, to look into Rome and to Italy, and knowing that only a few years before, Italy chose as its prime minister Benito Mussolini, who brought fascism to Italy. He could then look to his north, to the north, and he saw Germany in the middle of the, the Weimar Republic, which was a time of weak governance where both communists and fascists were vying for power. And unfortunately, we know how that ended. So this was the, the time, the situation that Pope Pius XI saw himself living in. So he realized he was living in an incredibly dangerous time when rulers were seeking to be gods in the world, where there were ideologies that demanded not just your allegiance, but your whole self, and in some cases, your whole life. In this text today, Jesus is facing Pilate, and he, Pilate is the governor, as I said, of Judea. He represented the power of Rome. He ruled for 10 years, from 26 CE to 36 CE. Historians believe that he was an incredibly brutal ruler. And as I said in the story, and it is true, he was such a merciless ruler that he was actually recalled 
to Rome twice. In his conversations with Jesus, he frankly didn't care whether Jesus was innocent or not. He just thought this was a good time to make fun of Jew Jewish aspirations for self-rule. Didn't Jesus know who was in charge and frankly, who would always be in charge? He puts Jesus on the dock, expecting Jesus to answer his questions because after all, he is the governor. He represents the empire. But Jesus never really answers his questions. He responds with questions. Pilate is looking to put down just one more revolutionary, and they were so common in modern day in Judea. But Jesus was not your average revolutionary. In fact, he wasn't necessarily a revolutionary at all. And he was challenging a sense of power. He brought about, actually, another sense of power, a power that was beyond Pilate's understanding. Jesus is boldly announcing that his kingdom does not have the trappings of power, the trappings of power that everyone was used to, especially when it came to Rome. There was no pomp or circumstance. There were no armies. In fact, the kingdom that Jesus was bringing about included some not-so-bright people and others that you probably would not want to hang around with. And in fact, if we continued, it was a kingdom made up of common people, people like you and I, people who stumble into church late, who wonder at times if they're going to say the right words, or the ones who feel that their life outside of church is a disaster. Pilate, in some ways, thought he was questioning Jesus. He was putting Jesus on the dock. But it was G and because he saw Jesus as a pretender to the throne. He was trying to challenge his authority and the authority of the emperor. But in reality, it was the other way around. Jesus, Pilate was the pretender to the throne. Jesus was the one true king of all. While we are part of God's kingdom, while we believe in Jesus as our Lord, in many cases, we are also standing in the place of Pilate because we live in this world. We are saints, but we are also sinners. Our loyalties at time can be divided. We want to say that we worship God as king, that Jesus is our Lord, but so many times our hearts are elsewhere. We claim Jesus is king, but we serve the forces that are so common and prevalent in our own day. We claim Jesus as Lord, but we are in service, especially in this day and age, to our political tribes, to nationalism, and to many other 
ideologies that seek to rule and take our very lives. We are used to worldly power, to the power that Pilate talks about. We might say that we love God, and I think that we truly do. But let us be honest that too often we are tempted by the rulers of this age. Pope Pius saw that these ideologies, the ideologies that he saw of communism, of fascism, demanded total obedience when he knew that Christians were being tempted to give their whole selves to these ideologies. And he was basically saying that followers of Jesus Christ must not give in to the Stalins or the Mussolinis of this world, but to Jesus Christ. Because it is under Jesus that we are also demanded of our all. Because every aspect of our life is under the rule of Jesus. We don't serve a Sunday-only God. But there are always pretenders to the throne that challenge that. And they are always singing those siren songs that tempt us to follow them. And we hear them today, probably even loudly, more loudly than we have in the past. Jesus Christ is the king. But he is not like any other king. Kings demanded that people give their lives to them. This king gave his life for others. This king became a servant. Jesus comes and breaks our definition of what is and what is not a king. And Jesus comes and asks us to follow and to see him as the ruler, as Lord, in all aspects of our lives. Jesus is Lord. And that is a radical term. Because in the early days of the church, it meant that Jesus was, for this early church, the king and the emperor over whoever was in power. Jesus was the true king over Caesar or any other king. We are at the doorstep of Advent when we await, we await this arrival of this different kind of king, this child that was born among farm animals and lived far from the centers of power. We await for our Lord, one, a king that is more powerful than any king or prime minister or president. Jesus is Lord. Caesar is not. And that is enough to wipe the smirk off the face of all of the pilots of this world. Thanks be to God. Amen.
We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L dot org. May God be with you in the coming week.